0: Years of me ministering here is try to be very real, try to be very honest, and I'm going to be very honest with you. I've really wrestled with this sermon this week. Uh, I had the opportunity to to do a sermon that was a one off sermon here where we just got through Ephesians, and then there was a time before Advent here where Pastor Josh says, You can preach on whatever you like, which is fantastic. If you're you're a pastor, you're like, That's that's fantastic. Until you sit down and begin to think, Oh, I could preach on anything. And that and that gets pretty overwhelming, um, but I just read a book uh, recently. I had it up here. I'm not sure where I put it, but it, it was a book um, called uh, "Creativity for the Christian Life," and it was written by a rapper as well as a theologian. And they came together and they wanted to write a book that talked about creativity and how it intertwines with theology, and how it's talking about reclaiming our creativity. So I read this book. It wasn't a very long read. And I just thought, oh yeah, this is, this is what I would like to, like to speak on. It's very close to me, as I think many of you know me, that I am in the world of rap and music, and I, and I use creativity a lot in the things I do, so I'm very passionate about this topic. But as I began to journey and put this together, people sometimes ask artists, what's your creative process? And as I began to work through this, I went down a rabbit hole that took me all sorts of directions. Which honestly messed me up, is what I'll tell you. Talking about creativity. Before I knew it, am I talking about art in the church? Oh, what is good art in the church? Can we use art outside the church? Can I talk about, uh, all of a sudden I'm talking, thinking about idols and we make creativity an idol. And I was just, my mind was just messed up, honestly, with thinking all of this. All, even up until yesterday... When I was spending some time and talking to people and, and honestly getting stressed. You know, like as, as a pastor, we put sermons together and creativity needs to be in it. And what, what am I, what I going to do now? And so through my amazing wife, Sue, she said, you need to take some time with God. Because you've been wrestling in your mind and you've been looking at these things and other people's things. You need to take some time with the Lord. So I did that. I just put on some worship music and I closed my eyes and just rested in Him Isn't it wonderful we can rest in him in times where we're restless? And he gave me what, honestly, I'm just going to call a vision, whether it was a dream or a thought, whatever it was, kind of a vision, of me riding a bike with a little group of people in Moose Jaw, riding around, and all of a sudden this little group was just one person. I was following this person, and all of a sudden they started weaving through traffic, and I lost them, and I was trying to find them. Where did they go? And I saw them, and they turned on a street, but I went right past. I couldn't get to the street. And that's when I kind of woke up from this rest that the Lord gave me, I believe. And that's not what I wanted to, <laughs> because I was like, what does this mean, God? And I think what it means is that you're, you're, on, you're on a path right here, but you're kind of missing where I want to take you and what I want you to speak. So instead of speaking on creativity, which I'm going to today, I felt like the Lord is saying, talk about me, the creator. And I know that sounds obvious, but to be honest, I got off track about that. And so I'm going to let the Lord just speak today. The things I have prepared, you know, may connect or disconnect, but I know the Lord speaks and I'm thankful for that. And so we are going to look at this topic today. So when you think about creativity, what do you think of? What's a word or an image that you think of? Shout it out. We have interactive, like I said, it's going to be a bit different of a service here in some ways. What's a word you think of when someone says creativity? Art. Art. Yeah. Music. Scene, right? Yeah, creative. Th- new idea. Construction. Construction. Any any images that come to mind? Eh? Pencil crayons. Pencil crayons? <laughs> Let me tell you, even wrestling through that, what do I use as an image to have creativity? For one moment, I thought I was just going to have a black screen and say, well, that's creative enough because this is, right? And so that's the one I put up there, but you're going to see it actually (laughs) might actually even contradict some of the things I say, but that's the wrestle of the sermon, like I said, too. So, yes, all these things we think of. When I first thought about doing this topic, I had an image, and I've shared this with you before as our body here. I see things in pictures, as I just shared, and I saw pictures of, of tables of things representing creativity as I thought that through. So I have two tables here, if you can see these objects, you might have been intrigued here, what is this all about? Um, But this is what I want to just kind of show us here. When we think about creativity, when you look up creativity, you look up the definition of creativity on Google, let me tell you, that takes you all sorts of places. There's all sorts of definitions. Some people say it's connecting something that isn't supposed to be connected, and you see it, as John said, and you put those things together. Well, that's creativity. Or sitting down and crafting things together is creativity. And this is one of the things that was messing me up. What is, what is creativity? What's the definition of creativity? And this is where I believe, um, this is where I want to take us here today. It's going to work here we'll get to this in a moment. Even our pa- my passage has changed this morning. Two tables here. This table represents some of the things you guys said. It represents the arts. When I think of creativity, I think of the arts as well approaching this sermon. So I have some headphones here that I use to listen to music, to represent the things of music and the things we take in through our ears and representing that side of things. And I have a microphone here that represents singing and using this in our voice that God has given us, and speaking and the different things. And this, these are just all symbols, right? And that used for creativity. I have a a notebook here, a journal, a little notebook which can be filled with ideas, right? I actually have something called an idea book. Whenever I get something, I jot it down and a pen. The possibilities that could come with these tools here, you know. I am. Uh, by no means somebody who's going to use this for my creativity, but my wife Sue is, and she will put together blankets and crochet them, and she makes them for people and prays over them before she gives them to someone. I know even here, as we saw a child dedication uh, a few weeks ago now, if it was last week or a few weeks ago, where, um, you know... There, there's a box that we give that, that Roger makes a nice, beautiful box with the craftsmanship that he's been given, and a blanket is in there, and we give those things as a gift. And then I have here, you know, the world of media and movies. This is a fantastic movie. I was just talking about The Mind. Pixar is the big name out there. When you think of creativity, sometimes I think of Pixar because of the way that they put things in the human world and deeper thoughts into kids' movies, which can speak to adults as well. So you have the whole world of media and movies and this of course is uh not from my office either but from pastor josh's office of paintbrushes and using paint and canvases to display the creativity of god if you go into pastor josh's office you see his art and whenever i see those things i don't think of josh i think of god and that's what I wanted to bring this morning. And this is this table. And then I saw, thought of another table. Because when I say the word creativity, I'm sure some of you might even be tuning out. Because you say to yourself, I'm not creative. I'm not this table. And this is what I've learned through this week as well. is This is not just creativity. This is one part. Creativity is not art. Creativity is not just art. We are all creative in different ways, and you may not feel it, and there's the left side of the brain thing and the right side, but God has made us all creative because He is creative. Maybe that's not a term we use to, to, to give to God at times, but really has been impressed on my heart that God is creative. Creative. And this other table here represents just a few ideas of things. I could have put a lot more of things maybe we don't normally see as creative, such as a hammer. That this can build things. This can put things together, and those things can be given to other people or build things for people. So many things you could do with this hammer. Once again, I am not blessed with creativity to use this tool, but many of you here are. And that is creativity And a wrench in the same way to fix things for someone. And using this in a various way as a tool as well. And a frying pan. That you can cook food for people. And you see these shows on TV about cooking and the artistic side of the culinary arts. And you can make a meal for your family and be creative how you put ingredients together. Once again, this is not mine. This is another one of our pastors. I'm sure you could guess. It's a fishing rod. You can be creative. I know Pastor Rick uses this all the time, this tool to get people together, to have conversations on the lake, to use creativity and what lure you use and all these types of things. So these are the two tables. We'll get more back to these things in a little bit here. This is the imagery I wanted you to see this morning. Now we do have a very short passage this morning, but I still want us to stand. This is the word of God this morning. To take it back to our God in the very beginning. Genesis 1. Let's look at Genesis 1 if you have it with me. The creation of the world is the title. In the beginning, God created the heavens, and the earth. You may be seated. I think no matter what length of Scripture, we still need to stand for that. See, in the beginning, in the very beginning, the few words are God created. The first thing we see about God is His creation. He created the heavens and the earth. So when I think about what is the definition of creativity and all the rabbit holes that took me down, the definition of creativity is God. God is creativity. That is who he is. All creativity begins and ends with God. And I think in this world we have separated those things. We think creativity can become a, a man thing. And it absolutely can, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But God's the one that created everything. He is the God of creativity. The God of creativity and the God behind our creativity. Whatever it may be. This table or this table. We are finite. We are very Very little. This is Christ the King Sunday. He is the king of kings, the king over all. And we are finite, but yet God still chooses to use us for his purposes. This is the original passage I wanted to use. I'm not sure if it's working up here. Oh, you can see it okay. Okay. This is the original passage I wanted to use. It's it's a unique story. If you want to turn with me, you can, to Exodus 31. This is a story um, that many of us don't normally go to. It was spoke on um, back at Youthquake last year, Kim Moran, who, on a side note, we really need to pray for. I don't know if you've heard about what's going on with Kim Moran. She was here as a speaker. She has a child they're trying to adopt in Africa. She has MS. They're trying to get the child back for months now. Her MS has just gotten way worse, really bad, which now she has to come back to Canada. And it's a whole situation that here is the body of Christ we need to pray for. That's a side, a side note here. But this is a story about two guys in the middle of, middle of the book of Exodus here, Oholiab and Bezalel. I just want to read 31 verses 1 to 11. The Lord said to Moses, See, I've called by name Bezalel the son of Uri, son of Hur, and the tribe of Judah. And I've filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood to work in every craft. And behold, I have appointed with him Oholiab, the son of Ahisamach, the tribe of Dan, And have given to all able men ability that they may make all that I have commanded you the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furnishings of the tent, the table and its utensils, the pure lampstand with all its utensils, and the basin and its stand, and the finely worked garments, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons for the service as priests, and the anointed oil. And the fragrant incense for the holy place, according to all that I've commanded you, they shall do. There's a few things about this passage that God used these guys who He had blessed with the Holy Spirit. As, as far as I could see, this is the first time in Scripture that it says someone was filled with the Spirit of God. He filled them with the Spirit of God to use the gifts he had given them of craftsmanship for a big job, to build the tabernacle, to build the Ark of the Covenant, to build all the furnishing and the clothes for Moses and for Aaron. He blessed them. He gave them this gift through his Spirit to build these things. He gives us those gifts. And in the same way, he gives us gifts, and we need to properly use it for him. And that is where I said the text I wanted to go and realize that that was talking about the people of God and how God uses. But as I said, we need to look to the Creator. Because if you think about making a chair, you can't make a chair without a tree. And God's the one that made that tree. God made everything that we make out of. The term in Scripture is ex nihilo. He created out of nothing. We don't create out of nothing. Even when I freestyle rap off the top of my head, I'm still inspired by something or using something. It's not out of nothing. Only God creates out of nothing and speaks, speaks and creates. Everything we use are from him. You know, there's a term out there right now in our world that is the creatives, you see it all over the place in advertising, in movies, and in art, and those things. The creatives, those who are labeled as the creative people. You're either a creative or an entrepreneur. That's the kind of the big terms out there right now. And the thing is, is that all creatives make out of something else. We're not even just creatives, we're more manipulators if you think of it that way. That we take these things and we try to make them into our own and and try to do that, but sometimes there's a dark side of creativity where it turns into us. And that's where the whole idea of idols can come in. I want to give some examples here from our world when we think about creativity and people. About this. Some of you may know who this guy is, some of you may not. But he's an example of someone who came to my mind when we think about creativity in our world. This, this gentleman's name is Kanye West. Kanye West is a rapper. He's been around for a few years now. He used to be, put out an album back in the day. He had a big song called Jesus Walks. So all the Christian rappers are like, this is fantastic. This guy's on a big label that's secular, but he's talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus walking with him. He went through a major car accident. He had his mouth wired shut. He actually rapped uh, for a while, trying to rap through the wire and things like that. And he had this big album that came out. And the years have progressed for Kanye West. Kanye West has what some people call a God complex now. He is what a lot of people in this world say, the most creative person out there right now. Not only just in music, but now he's in fashion and in business and in all sorts of things. He's married to the big celebrity Kim Kardashian. They call him a power couple. But he has what's called a God complex. He's even changed his name. He calls himself Jesus. Think about that. And some people may argue, even this morning, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with John, that this could, be, this could be something that's maybe just a creative thing that he's using as a ploy. Maybe, maybe not, but this is what Kanye West is putting out there. He's saying that he is a God. He has got so stuck in his creative mind and his artistic side that he is lost. Some people think he's literally clinically insane. The things that he's doing now. And you could call it art or you could call it insanity. But whatever it is, this man has taken these gifts that God has given him but has made it into himself. Has started to use it for himself. This is a quote that he has. I am God's vessel, but my greatest pain in life is that I'll never be able to see myself perform live. He has a song called I Am God. And people ask him, well, how dare you say that? What are you saying when you say that? He said, I just made it clear. I am God. I am a God. And this is what is out there in this world, how creativity is seen. They've actually created a book called the Book of Jesus And what it is, it's a creative vision bound in gold, leaf, etched, illustrated, black leather book that details the story of Genesis for the New Age. In its foreword, we explore our culture's state of religiosity and its capacity to wonder. It takes every time it says God in the book of Genesis and puts Kanye West's name. That's what's out there. I was going to put a picture up, but I didn't even really want to do that. There's imagery of him pretending to be like Jesus. And this is just an example that I'm telling you. You know, we serve a God who is a creator. We've been talking last week about the armor of God and how the enemy comes against us. Our enemy is not a creator. Satan is a destroyer. He comes to seek, kill, and destroy. And that's what he's doing through these types of creative things that we see. We need to know what's going on in our world. And we don't need to judge them. I don't want to judge Kanye West today because there are times where we use our creative gifts in a way where we are building up something for ourselves. And we need to be careful of that because creativity is from God but it's for a purpose to be used for Him. To use these gifts on these tables for His purposes in His kingdom. Now, Christy Cozen's not here today, <laughs> and I'm not, I don't want to, uh, to bag here on Walt Disney a little bit, because I know she loves Disney. Many of us do. I myself do as well. But this picture said something to me. This is a statue of Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse, his creation, standing in front of the, the castle there at Disney World. And it said something to me that as man, we're trying to create kingdoms, we are trying to create these things. And he's made wonderful art that's out there. Like I said, don't hear me say that. Don't watch Disney and all those things. It has its place. But this is an example of one of the most creative minds of our time. But, but has not built up the kingdom of God. Has built up more his own kingdom. Even though God can use those things. That that is what we see here even in this image. Disney World, Disneyland, the magical kingdom. These are terms that even we're trying to use, that we create these things. And in that book I read, I was telling you about about creativity. It said, yeah, Disneyland is fantastic. Kids will come into it. I've never been there. Or Disney World, I'm sure many of you have. And kids love it. This is like heaven on earth. This is like the best thing. Until your kid gets the flu. And you're there. And now it's not the best thing. See, Walt Disney could not keep sin out of his kingdom. Right? Those things creep in. Another example here Marvel Studios, the powerhouse that ironically now has tied into Disney now. Marvel Studios puts out all the superhero movies that have now they're in their 10th year and they're combining all these things. And we love to go to these movies, we see the connections but it's called the marvel what marvel cinematic universe see now they're using this world that we have created a universe now of characters it's another example that these these characters are creative these movies are creative but for what for what purpose you know and at the head of marvel was this man here was Stan Lee just passed away a few weeks ago is shaking the creative world, the artistic world. Because this is the guy that created like the Marvel guys, Spider Man, on and on and on. He created a, most of the Marvel guys. He put himself in every one of the Marvel movies, in what's called a cameo, right? He's hidden there in every one. And once again, I'm not ragging on Stan Lee. He was, very, he was very creative and used those things. But then, but what, for what purpose? He was trying to do good things through his art for sure, but we look at it and see once again this universe that has been built, does it point to God or does it point to man and point to self? And these are examples that we need to look at. This is something I'm not sure I'm probably going to mispronounce, but this is something called kintsugi. I'm just going to read to you what what kintsugi is here. It's a traditional Japanese art that uses precious metal, liquid gold, liquid silver or liqueur, dusted with powdered gold to bring together the pieces of broken pottery item, and at the same time enhance the breaks. The technique consists in joining fragments and giving them a new refined aspect so every repaired piece is unique because of the randomness with each ceramic shatters and the irregular patterns formed that enhance the use of metals. Beautiful, isn't it? It's something that has been broken into pieces and now is put back together. And you can see in this picture, this particular piece, the gold that shines through it. And as I saw this image, I was thinking that this is art and there's creativity in this. There's something said about our lives and the way God uses us. We are broken people. We go through things that hurt us, that break us, that scar us. But God's the one that puts us back together. He's the one that makes us brand new, gives us new hearts, new creation. And so now when people look at us, they may see the cracks and the scars that sometimes we may want to hide but they see him shining through. And so as we've shared, what's been going on around here on our campus with the Christmas musical, many of you here have been working on songs and choreography, and as I walked around even preparing the sermon, back there I saw people working on lights and costumes and lines and all these things. I want to encourage you all who are involved in that in whatever way it is, that yes, you are you are artists. you are performers, But number one, you are image bearers. See, because God created us in his image. And so we bear his image in what we do. So when people come to watch the performance that's going to be on next week, the performances, the hope, and I believe will happen, is they're going to see God in it. The people that are on stage, the things that are happening. That is when God can use our creativity to build his kingdom. Someone may come here that may not know Jesus and is just here to see what they think is a performance, but we pray they see God on display, right? And that's what we pray is going to happen, that God will use those things to continue for people to look at us and see his image within us. And and as a side note here... (laughs) as I've been thinking about this, sometimes we want to hide our scars. We want to hide those fractures and things we've been through. And God wants us to show, use those things and show people because he's the one that helps us through it. So don't be afraid to show your scars and the hard things you've been through because it can be seen as art and masterpiece that the Lord has done. And that's just a side note I wanted to share this morning as well. Something we need to remember. See in this quote here is that creativity this is from the book I read wasn't built for your kingdom it was built for God's He didn't give us these things to build up our own as I've given you examples this morning He he gave us these things so we can use them for his purposes And maybe you need to take some time this week and think how am I creative I'm definitely not this table but what am I? And I take, take some time and ask the Lord God, what have you blessed me in creativity with? And how can I use that for you to build your kingdom? And so what I wanted to do with these two tables here is instead of having them as separate here, I want to bring these two things together as a symbol. Because these things are connected and how God can use them. And this is something that is in uh, Pastor Rick and I's office. And you see, it has all the names. Trip there, there. All the names of God on it. All the various things. Creators right down here. All the many, many names we could just fill of God. And so what I want to do here is you take these things. We take these things, these artistic things, these creative things, and we put these things on top of them. Not over God, but because... He is the foundation, you see? And he is the one that brings these two tables together. Because without this foundation as God, what are these things? He is the one that wants to use you. He he has blessed us in many ways. And so let's use the creativity that he has given us, the imagination, to bring things together, to make his word alive to others. There's a ministry out there in the rap world called Streetlights, and what they've done is they, they audio, audio Bible, but it's put over rap beats. It's a rapper that is not rapping, but speaking the word of God over rap beats, and it's having a huge ministry in the world for rappers who love to listen to rap and hear beats But now they're hearing the word of God through it. You see, that's a creative thing that they've used. They've taken this and put these together, and it's actually putting the word of God out there in a unique way. So this week, if you're thinking that I'm not creative, maybe rethink that. Because if you serve God, then you have been blessed to carry his image and he can use you. In various ways. Maybe talk to someone else and have a discussion about these type of things. Because it's all for His glory. That's the important thing. It's not for us. It's not to shine us. It's to shine Him through these gifts that He has given us. And I want to close, close here with a psalm. Psalm 139 a few verses from it, which we know, I'm sure we've heard it lots, but once again, to look at God as the creator. 14 and 16. For you formed my innermost parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. God created us. He knit us together. Even before we were here, he put us together. And as we even go towards Advent, next week we begin that. We heard this morning already from Pastor Josh. Think about how creative Jesus coming down into our world is. Maybe we don't think about that, but that idea that the way that they, God put this plan together, I'm going to come down, I'm going to be born in a manger, in a stable, to a virgin, in this place, in this time. His plan was perfect. And the idea of how he has used that Only God could devise a plan like that to bring his son to our earth. To begin to look at these things in the word, even even the cross and crucifixion and the things that are tied into that. This is all God's perfect plan that he created to rescue us, to redeem us, so that we may walk in this world using the creative gifts he's given for his glory and kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for, for your creation, Lord, that you are the creator that man tries to. We try to make things, Father, and sometimes we build up little towers of Babel, Lord, that are about our name, and help us, Lord, to look at those things that have become about us that even in the name that we're saying it's for you, that sometimes in our heart it's about us, Lord. Convict us of those things. Help us to tear down those kingdoms that we think are good but actually are not. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you do give us. That you've blessed us in so many different ways. We've seen just a little taste this morning. Even the creativity you give us is just a little, tiny, little piece of you. That you are far beyond anything. You are completely something our mind can't even grasp and even put into words of songs or poems or artwork. That you are far beyond. May that be something that we come to again and realize that in the beginning you created out of nothing, you spoke. You spoke the stars, you spoke animals Lord, you created everything we see and help us Lord, to carry your image that you've stamped on us well. We pray again for those who are involved in the presentations that will be taking place here Lord in our school with the Christmas musical and further down the road with Youthquake and these creative events that have potential to do amazing things. Lead those who are involved in them to use those creative gifts for you, whether it's artistic or whether it's something else, another facet of creativity. I pray, Lord, we leave encouraged from this place, knowing that you made us and you make us to make things for you, whatever that may be. Help us to look at the things in our lives that we may use them For your glory, Jesus' name we pray, Amen.
1: Please done. of heights to the depths of the sea, creations revealing your majesty, from the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring, every creature unique in the song that it sings. Indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky And you know them by name You are amazing God All-powerful, untamable Lost truck we fall to our knees As we humbly proclaim You are amazing Who has told every lightning bolt where it should go We fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim, You are amazing, God. Indescribable, uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know their name You are amazing, God. Unchangeable You see the depths of my heart And you love me the same You are amazing God You are amazing
0: I think that's an absolutely wonderful song to end with that he is indescribable and in his creation. And so, as, you, as we leave from this place, I want to share just a, one verse here from the book of Nehemiah. Actually, once again, just giving praise for our Creator and leave you with this word. As once again, this is all about God, everything. You alone are the Lord. You have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth, and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and the heavenly hosts bow down before you. We bow down before the Creator. Uh, announcements wise, I think just a reminder just to pray for those who are involved in the Christmas musical, the importance of it, um, and the beauty that is going to be seen through those artistic gifts. Remember to pray for that. I'm not sure if this any other announcements, Josh? I'm missing at all? I think that's, that's about it. Let's all just stand and I'll just bless us as we, as we leave this place as well. Holy Father, we thank you for this time we have had this morning and we give you praise for who you are. May you use us, Lord, in the things you've given us for your will, for your plans, for your purpose to build your kingdom, Lord. So now, bless us as we go, Lord, to go in your name, Lord, We ask for your peace, for your comfort and power as we go out from this place to the world to carry your image and light. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be dismissed.